and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Now that our team is entirely virtual, um, have you found that that has changed your leadership style? Yes, I think so. I think that I've had to tap into probably skills that I had, but I didn't need to use as much in the past mm -hmm. or like more kind of kind of rise to the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or as important before. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I would agree. The same thing with me too. Um, because I think when people think about leadership and who's a great leader, they think about people that are strong and focused and competitive, you know, because you want that winner, you know, that the person that's going to win the steak knives sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when everybody's not right in front of you and you can't lurk over them, you know, you're, you have to start tapping into other things that gets them motivated and gets them working and gets them to produce like they did before. Yeah. And, that's kind of interesting because I think that some of the skills you're talking about maybe would typically be associated more like male traits, mm -hmm. like strong and competitive. Mm -hmm. And not that women can't be also and certainly have been, you know, have showed themselves and, and taught themselves to be that way because, you know, they work well in, in the business environment. But some of the skills that I think people are having to really dig deep and tap into now are maybe traditionally thought of as a little bit more feminine mm -hmm, or, or mm -hmm. softer. Right. Men have them too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, they're more like the soft squishy things. Yeah. Like empathy and trusting and patience and things that people would not say like, Oh, I'm going to put this on my job description for a leader. Right. And that's the, the one thing I want to touch on is that when you are working on your job description, those are some of the traits that you might want to add on um, for a couple of reasons. One, because it, it'll probably attract more female candidates for one. Um, but these are the sort of things that leaders are going to need now to work with teams that are working virtually. Yeah, it is very interesting. I think when you're talking about the difference of like being in an office and you know, literally seeing people every day, maybe walking by their desk. I mean, I, I know lots of, um, you know, other business owners and stuff that every day they walk around and talk to every single mm -hmm. person in their office or they used to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that was part of their management style. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm seeing you and I'm seeing what you're doing and, and you know, giving you a pep talk or whatever it was that they would do. Um, so you're not really able, likely, I mean, certainly some people are in their workspace, but a lot of people aren't. And you can't walk around and sort of, chat with someone every day mm -hmm. and see, look over their shoulder, see what they're doing right. at all times. So you really have to start leveraging, you know, other skills and other ways of staying connected and knowing what they're doing and, and knowing that they're on track and, yeah. and getting done what they need to and, and all of those things, but it's not in the same way that you did before. Yeah. And you can do that by, you know, maybe checking in with people virtually every day, which we kind of do. Um, but there are um, many leaders or bosses that love that FaceTime and have always had that FaceTime and they're still struggling with, having people come into the office, even it, though it may or may not be safe to do so, but they don't believe people are working unless they can see them. Um, 
you are going to have to try probably tap in a little more into your trust strength, if you will. And if you don't trust people, one, you need to be more trusting or two, why don't you trust that employee and are they the right person for your role? Yeah, that's a great point. Like if you don't trust them, there's some problem there. Right. It could be them. It could be you. It could, you know, you'll have to figure that out, but you really have to be able to trust them. I heard this great quote on a, on a webinar or something recently that said, um, if you, if your way of managing people is to see them, then you don't need, you don't know what you need from them. Like if your oh, only yeah, management, good. you know, tool is physically seeing them in your office, then you don't need know what you need to get out of them. Or maybe they don't know what you need to get out of them. Yeah. Maybe they don't know. Maybe that, you know, but you haven't told them. That's a communication issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I just thought that was, that was so, you know, thoughtful mm-hmm. of like if your only way of being able to lead somebody is that you know walking around and hovering over them then there's some miscommunication either you don't trust them right. or you haven't communicated with them what you need them to do so that they confidently feel like they know what they need to get done yeah there is some miscommunication so when you're looking at your leadership team do you is there somebody on your team that is just not trusting their team and is there some way that you can get them some skill sets that will help them be more trusting or mm-hmm. some of the other um, traits we're going to bring in here too? And um, the other one is, I know that we could add to that is being a patient person Yeah. Um, because I, we're all kind of struggling with this and you know that some things might take longer. They might not have the printers they need or know how to understand how to get the information to you or somebody's having a really hard time calling into the the virtual calls or things like that you have to be patient yeah I I think that people just need a lot of patience with each (laughs) other right now and and you know we're seven months or whatever in into this situation so I think there's also a piece of it of also you need to figure it out like if someone is struggling then maybe you need to help them maybe Mm -hmm. you need to help them get what they need maybe they don't have the right equipment or maybe they don't have a a good workspace and you need to help them find somewhere else to work that's not as distracting or Mm -hmm. you know what whatever their situation is but I think more than ever right now people are dealing with a lot of things that you may or may not know even what's going on with them like they may be just quote unquote showing up to work on video you know putting on a, a happy face but they might be homeschooling children they might have a family member who's ill like Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff going on in the background of people's lives right now and and like things they're worried about sort of in the back of their mind that they're constantly worrying about so patients can go a long way and also maybe asking them how you can help them yeah overcome whatever this thing is i mean if it's like a personal situation maybe you can't but if it's just like they need some supplies or equipment you could probably help with that yeah and that leads us to um being um empathetic which I think is also very necessary at this time too. You know, people do have other situations and you might have the best employee or uh, an employee that while you saw them every day at their desk was just the rock star. And now at home they're struggling a little bit because maybe they are um, educating their children or they have to work some sort of schedule out with their spouse in order to keep, you know, things going. Like I can work in the morning because my spouse is going to be doing the afternoon. Um, if you want me in the afternoon, it's going to be a little more hectic, but you know, I'm still working sort of thing. And you have to be kind of understanding about that. Uh, I am 
very saddened by the fact that, you know, um, typically it is the mom that is giving up her career because she feels guilty or it gets too chaotic or she can't um, work to the expectations of what the employer or her own expectations are. I think sometimes people are just, you know, beating themselves up a little bit too. And if their boss had been more trusting or empathetic to understand their situation, um, they would still be employed, um, but they give up or their employer gives up on them. And I, I think that's just terrible because there are so many great people out there giving up, you know, and yeah. if you have a great employee, you know, let's make it work. Yeah. I saw a t- statistic the other day that um, 25% of women either have considered or already have left the workforce. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, have that left or are considering it. It's happening, but we can't let that happen. Yeah. And for, for all the reasons that you said, and maybe some of it is self-imposed, you know, they can't be great at everything. So they're just, mm-hmm. you know, sort of choosing what they, they feel like they have to choose. But as much as you can be, you know, supportive and empathetic and help them figure it out, especially like you said, you had this great employee, they were great in the office. Mm -hmm. So having a conversation with them just to help figure out like, what are the challenges they're dealing with? And what can you provide them with? You know, every situation is unique. So who knows what the solution will be? Maybe, maybe it would be better for them to come into the office and bring their kids and set their kids up in a conference room to do their online schooling and they can be in the office because that gives them the workspace they need. Or maybe they need to have a different schedule. Like Mm -hmm. you said, they work in the morning and the evening, but not the afternoon. Like if this person was great before, then help figure, help them figure out how to be great because they're probably as frustrated as you might be by it mm-hmm. they're probably 10 times more frustrated oh, sure. and they're they're not showing it and they're trying to make it work so you know if they were great before they are still great mm-hmm. they're just struggling with something if they weren't great before i guess that's a different problem right but um, but i mean it's this is something that is a worldwide pandemic and if you cannot be empathetic at this time if you cannot be patient at this time I, I don't think I want to work for you either, but, yeah. <laughs> but you just understand, you know, is it, is it worth losing somebody over this? And it's not even permanent. I mean, this is like a temporary thing. Right. And as of right now, they cannot get their kids a daycare or the school is not open. I mean, under normal circumstances, they're there for you and they might've put in a lot of years with you, you know, so mm-hmm. take that in consideration. One thing you might want to think about too, is maybe that person just goes part-time for a while, Yeah, you know, and you figure out, okay, we're going to, ex- you know, want 20 hours somewhere in your, you know, 24 hour day, five days a week. If you can get 20 hours of work done, um, and we'll obviously pay you for that. That might be be just enough to kind of get through this crisis. And then when things get back to normal, everything's back to normal. Yeah, I think that's a great point of this isn't forever. So don't make like short sighted decisions. Don't lose great people over something that's not that's temporary, maybe long term temporary, Mm -hmm. but temporary. Right. Like at some point things will improve and we'll be able to be back in offices if that's what you want to do or not. Some companies won't be back in offices. They'll just be remote or whatever. So don't lose somebody great over a temporary situation when you could sort it out with them. And, you know, however you sort it out with them might work better forever. Right. You might end up getting someone who's feeling more productive and more, you know, stellar in their job in a remote work situation because you figured it out, they may just continue that way. And that's, that's great too. You mm-hmm. know, what whatever you sort out, 
you know, that works for both sides is, is a win. Yeah. I mean, basically if they try to resign, just refuse to accept it and just say, what, what's it going to take? What do we need to do like to how make can it? We make this work? How do we make it work? And let me tell you, that person's going to be so loyal after that, that you were so flexible and helpful and empathetic and patient and trusting. Um, you'll have them for a long time. Yeah. And I, like I said, I really would like people to pause a minute before you either hand in that resignation or accept one. Um, I think because that, again, this is temporary and, and it's I, not worth losing an awesome person. I think the other side of that is being very clear and upfront about what you need. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, yes. While yes, we 100% want to be patient and empathetic. You also need certain things done, mm-hmm. right? Like to keep your business running, certain things have to happen. So if you can just be really clear about like, these are the five things that have to happen yeah. in this role consistently with these measures, these metrics. As long as both you and that person know what those things are and can agree like, yes, that is what has to happen every week or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then all you have to do is figure out how to help them get it done. Yes. As opposed to maybe you have some expectations, they have different ones yours may be higher or theirs may be higher. Maybe they're like trying to do more than you even need them to do Mm -hmm. or vice versa. You know, I, I just think like coming back to like being really clear about what the job requires and then figuring out how they can get those requirements, you know, accomplished Mm -hmm. can go a long way on both sides. You're both in agreement. And as long as those things are getting done, honestly why do you care how exactly or when exactly you know? <laughs> it could be the weekend that she could work all weekend or he could work all weekend yeah. um but what does it matter yeah you know as long, they, or you say i need you to be in these three meetings as long as they're in those meetings who cares when they put in the rest of their work exactly. you know it's like when, when you know what the measures and the goals are then the how becomes kind of less important mm-hmm. as long as it's i mean it has to be done well mm-hmm. but like exactly when it's done yeah. Or where. If that doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Right? Um, so that goes into being supportive too, which is um, the fifth thing on my list here. Yes. <laughs> and um, basically, you know, uh, they are working for you. But again, if you really love this employee, you have to turn that around a little bit and say, what do you need? You know, I, I appreciate you. I want to keep you. What is it that you're going to need? And in some cases, um, it's gotten to the point where some people had to provide computers and things for people to work mm-hmm. from their, their support has had to get into more of a, I have to make sure that you have a, you know, their proper equipment to work because you can't come into the office or it could be something that's a little more that touchy feely area of, you know, just being more flexible in their schedule and things like that. So, you know, yeah. what's it going to take for me to get you, what's it going to take for you to do your job from home or in this new situation yeah and and we've talked a lot about helping people work better at home but you know sort of conversely some people want or need to come to the office so how can you help them get there safely and some um law firms and some other companies that i know of actually have engaged uh you know like it's not really daycare but like sort of daycare like child watching services Mm -hmm in office for their employees so their employees can come in because they need to come in or yeah. they want to like that's part of also listening to your people you may say our office is closed and you may have people that actually want 
to come in. Like mm-hmm. they would feel more productive. They would like to have their workspace. So yeah. So what can you do to support listening them? And being open to maybe you figure out how to help them get back to the office because that's actually what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's I guess it's just very individual. Yeah. Right now. Absolutely. And it could be um, just things that support them just in where they're more comfortable and they feel safe mm-hmm. coming back. You know, like we have these procedures, you know, we have you know, antibac out everywhere. We will provide you with a mask or anybody with a mask who um, has forgotten it. Or, you know, when if you're in your office, these are the rules. If you're out of the office, these are the rules. Um, it might just be a matter of supporting them in that regard where they, if you come back and you're, because if you're more productive, here's how we're going to make it safe for you. Right, right. Here's what we've set up or here's how we can, you know, rotate people or what, you know, whatever. Like I said, it's so interesting because it's like every company's solutions and every person's solutions to all these problems are slightly different mm-hmm. because everybody's situation is different. Yeah. Like even if you think about our team, we have everything from, you know, people with young children that suddenly everyone is home all the time. Yeah, right. And we have people who are single and live, live by themselves and are very social and don't ever get to see anyone. Mm-hmm. So like, those are two ends of the spectrum. The one person is like craving some alone <laughs> quiet space and the other person is like dying for social interaction. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's situation is just very different. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that comes back to a lot of these skills you're talking about, like the being supportive and empathetic and listening and actually really hearing what that person needs mm-hmm. and, and not applying a cookie cutter you know, approach to everyone because everyone may have a slightly different need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I, this, these are the sort of things that um, will define your brand in a way too, because, you know, if somebody does leave your company because they didn't think you handled this well, word does get out. Mm-hmm. If you took care of everybody and you're like, oh my God, they were so supportive. You know, they understood they were just the best place to work. Like again, those people stay, the good people stay and they tell their friends about it. And their friends are usually pretty good, too. Yeah. And I think that we'll see lasting effects from this. Absolutely. So, you know, I think the the way and where people work will have changed forever. And that doesn't mean no one will ever go back to an office. Mm-hmm. There will be people in offices and not and whatever. But um, I think it will be a much broader variety mm-hmm. It'll of be a ways that yeah. people work. And so having these individual conversations with people... I think will be kind of just how it's done in the future. You're hiring someone and then you're figuring out, will they work in the office? Will they work remotely? Will they have a different schedule? Will they do some at home, some somewhere else? Do they work, you know, seven to three? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I think that the the idea of everyone comes to this same office between nine o'clock and five o'clock for five days a week I think that's that gone. era is yeah. just not here anymore. So even after we're all allowed, you know, to come back to wherever we used to work, that doesn't mean everyone will work in the same way on the same schedule yeah. at the same place all the time. And that's going to, I think, have so many benefits in the long run, too, because you're going to just have better employees. You're going to have, you know, people actually having a life balance in some regard, because we know that people are more productive when they actually have a life balance. Yeah. You're and gonna tap into people that maybe couldn't 
right. figure out how to work within a nine to five, five days a week you in this office kind have, of structure. You might have an employee on another coast that is the best in the business and you would not normally have had access to that kind of talent. Um, you might not be spending as much on your real estate or your rent and things like that because you won't need as big of a space. So I, I think in the long run, there's going to be more positives coming out of this than, than negatives. Yeah. Um, the one last thing I'm going to add is um, being forgiving. And um, if you need an idea of what I'm talking about, I would Google the interviewer that had his kid bust into the room and then the wife had to come in and grab the kid. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, it is definitely worth watching. But you have to, if something happens where somebody's kid come bust, comes busting in or the, or the dog starts barking or someone starts mowing a lawn, you have to be like, you know what? It's okay because right. we are in a pandemic and this yeah. is what we're dealing with right now and not make a big deal about um, anything because if you're on, if you're that person that's trying to orchestrate all of this, you feel horrible. You do. Don't make it worse. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because you hear people talk about like, it's been so nice to get to know people more yeah. fully, yes. like their full personal life. I mean, it's kind of, maybe it sounds nosy, but I just love sitting on video <laughs> calls and I'm like, I get to see everybody's house, not necessarily even on our team, but like committees I'm on. These are people yeah, I've yeah. never met in real life and mm -hmm. I'll never go to their home. So what a pretty house They you live have. in some other state. <laughs> I get to see their living room or mm -hmm. whatever, or their dog or their kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of people are appreciating how they're getting to know each other more personally. It's giving them more dimension, yeah. which is kind of cool. And in the past, I think that was considered negatively. Mm -hmm. It's like you should just sort of act as if you do not have children right. or pets or right. anything. Right. Like, you know, we're being professional, which I've, means yeah. I don't know anything about your life. And now I think people are really enjoying knowing about I've each other's lives. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that will continue. I, I agree. I've, I've really enjoyed that. And like I said, it, it just kind of um, builds a nice camaraderie amongst everyone, too, when they have a little more dimension. You can see a little more of their interests or yeah. get a little peek into their personal lives. It's, it's more of kind of cool. It's more the idea of like being their full selves. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You get to see more of their full personality, Absolutely. the artwork they choose for their walls exactly. or their family pictures. It might be whatever. something you like, too. Oh, my God. I, I like that artist as well. Or where did you get that and things like that? So it, yeah, all of that is is yeah. super cool. So and in I some ways, like bonus. I think forgiveness is almost rolling into like an appreciation. Yeah, for yeah, all of that's that. That's true. I like that. I like that. Um, so yes. So when you are coming up with your next job description, or when you're dealing with a team that you have right now, these are some of the things you just might want to think about as far as do they have these characteristics? Um, because also too, you don't want like great team members to leave because the management doesn't have hasn't been trained or even has permission I think sometimes to have some of these characteristics because I think they've always been you know just a little bit of a steamroller or a a judge and jury or a um you know a, a taskmaster because they want to meet their goals and that's always been the expectation but it might be worth saying to some of these people okay here's how are we going to do this at least for a while you know and if you need some help understanding how some of this works because you've not tapped into this before or you're not really sure how to handle some situations, I mean, all of this is on the table now. And ultimately, I think this is going to make teams stronger and better and um, more loyal. And, you know, what's better than that? Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, 
rate and review it, or share it with a friend.